the 1.27 projects. For those unaware, GTA 5 is speed ran on patch 1.27 and changes to the way Rockstar does their social club system meant that some people couldn't access it through Steam. The patch 1.27 thing has been solved. Um, a thing just released called the 1.27 project. Basically, six programmy people came together and created, what do you call it, an app or something that downgrades your game and it like you can use it as like a save file manager and stuff and has all these cool features but it it gives everyone access to patch 1.27 it can even downgrade non-steam versions it's it's really really good i haven't looked too much into it that's why my discussion of it is fairly surface level because i haven't been speed running but uh yeah the, the 1.27 thing has been solved will i be using project 1.27 maybe depends if i like it or not because i have the option to use to either not use or use it because I can still access 1.27 from Steam, but I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. While I'm hoping to finish the no damage run soon, who knows if that will actually end up happening. I Honestly, the last video I had that went sort of viral was that video about um, patch 1.27. It's got like half a million views or something. Embarrassing myself on New Year's Eve. What year was it? Was it 2019? COVID hadn't hit panic levels, but it was a thing a little bit, I guess. Loserfruit posted something like having a New Year's party with, what's a group called again? Click or what have you, um, at their place, uh, mutuals welcome. And I, I had no idea what mutuals meant. And I was like, I know she follows me on Twitch. Um, we know a lot of the same people. Like, I mean, between our Twitters, like we have we have a similar people that we know. Like, I know, so I'll message her on DMs and see if I can come. Because I don't really have a lot of streamer friends. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to see how the really, really big streamers are doing or whatever, or what they're doing with their, themselves. I mean, I, I was averaging, what, 600 viewers at this point. I had a big YouTube, right? It's not like I was a uh, small content creator or whatever. Probably not, still not, it's because there's fruit and all that. But my assumption was, when she said mutuals, that it just meant, like, we know the same kind of people. What mutuals actually means, though, is that you follow each other on Twitter. And so I sent her a message. She didn't respond, obviously. And I was like, ah, oh, now I feel kind of pathetic. And that's all the story is. It is an awkward story. As I've said many times, I remember the last Twitch party that was held. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll go to the next one. And then COVID hit. And I was like, god damn it. I really wish I went to that Twitch party. Been so long since I've done anything. And there's no party that is worth even a tiny chance of me catching COVID in my mind. And not just for me, I would, I would never want to uh, worry about harming other people or something. The, the guilt that I would experience if I was responsible for even one other person dying would just be just monumental and crush me forever. Because I've got, you know, a bajillion decades left to go to parties and shit. My vlogs, like the cooking stream that I did, or my pizza vlog, or my PAX vlog. My vlogs get so cringy? Really? I found them to be quite funny. I don't have many. Are you talking about my um, PAX vlog? I thought it was made pretty well. My vlogs seem natural, they're not sanitized or stage. That is true. Like certainly, if you're making a vlogging channel, you have to actively work to uh, think of stuff to do. Stuff that you wouldn't normally do, exciting stuff or whatever, and you, you need to act in a certain way to make it exciting and, and whatnot. My vlogs have just been me recording stuff that I'm going to be doing anyway, exactly as, as I do it.
Good shoutouts versus bad shoutouts. Doug Doug mentioned Dark Viper AU as an inspiration in the last video. You know about that? I do know about um, Bumber Naka. Honestly, um, I don't think it's going to... I, like, I doubt if it led to any substantial increase in subs. I just, I just like the thought of it. Like, having someone else whose content you respect, um, who seems like a nice person, acknowledge you in some way is uh, quite nice. A direct contrast to when people like, uh, you know, when the quartering gave me a shout out and I was just like, fuck off, go away. I would much rather you thought I was a dipshit. Not the kind of person you want uh, giving you praise. But to be real though, I'm happy the quartering gave me a shout out just because I got to make those two videos that are so fucking funny. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you haven't seen those videos, you're really missing out. I love those videos. He can't even afford sleeves. He said the joke twice. He was so proud of it. Ah, oh. it might have been my favorite. It, it might, might be my favorite interaction with another content creator in the, in the course of my life. It's going to be very hard to top that. You disingenuous dense motherfucker. Obviously, you have to do something about something, or else you couldn't tie your shoes. Ludwig Rattle Critical. Have I heard of a streamer called Ludwig? Nah, never heard of him. Who is he? Of course I know who Ludwig is, guys. I've talked about him before on stream. The first true experience I had with him was in his long conversation with Devin Nash. I thought he was an interesting fellow. I occasionally stop into his streams, but I don't really watch them. Of course I've seen Rattle. Um, he and I um, both got impersonated by the same person on TikTok. And so I have a video where I kind of respond to him, whatever. A while back. That's the only interaction I've had with Rattle. Oh, no, it's Vidal or whatever. What's that you say his name? It's not actually, I don't know. I like Critical. I, I have a lot of respect for the dude. There's nothing I've ever seen of Critical that has represented him, represented him as anything except like a wonderful person. He just seems like a good guy. You can never know because it's, you know, the, the internet or whatever, but he just seems to be a down-to-earth nice dude. Playing ads on stream. Do I still play ads on the stream? Yeah, we were meant to start doing that, weren't we? To avoid the auto playing ads from Twitch. Didn't 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 they stop that or something? Like, uh, if I ever get back to speedrunning, we will start doing it again. Because in the speedrun, there's definitive points where nothing's going on. Because if you run mid rolls, then new people coming to the stream don't get ads, and that's beneficial for getting new viewers in. Skyrim and Fallout. Uh, I did like Skyrim a bit back in the day, but not apparently as much as everyone else did. And the game was massively buggy and, and frustrating because of the bugs. I've never liked Fallout though. Fallout has never appealed to me. From what I hear of the old, old Fallout games, those seem like uh, they'd be appealing to me, except that they take so long to do. Was it H Bomber Guy's video about Fallout 4 being garbage or something? I thought it was very interesting. There's another one as well that talks about um, how the later Fallout games kind of missed the points of the earlier ones. Pet versus girlfriend and Twitter bamboozling me. Have I ever considered getting a pet? We talk about it literally every stream. This is this is gonna be this is gonna sound bad taken out of context or taken to mean something it doesn't really mean. I am this close to either getting a pet or starting to date again. <laughs> I just mean, having some kind of companionship would be nice. But it's, it's 
bad to insinuate that I would get the same out of a relationship as I would get out of owning a dog. <laughs> That's terrible. It clearly wouldn't be the same thing. I get different things out of either. It's just uh, having someone to mindlessly talk to and go, look, here's my problems right now. You just sit and just listen to my problems. <laughs> a dog could do that and a girlfriend could do that too. <laughs> I saw some mentioned furries there. I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a trending tag. It was something like, something about asses, like slap my ass day or something or show off your ass day. And I was like, how is that a day? What do you mean? And I clicked it. And the first couple of posts was like, Oh, my eyes! What have I done? What was I thinking when I clicked this tag? I'm like, I gotta keep, I can keep scrolling down. And I scrolled down, and it's a bunch of furries in their furry outfits. Like, slapping their asses or whatever. Or something. And I was like, this was the complete polar opposite of what I expected when I clicked the hashtag. Oh, International Ass Day. That's what it was. Like, it seemed entirely innocuous. Like, nothing about that seemed to suggest it was a furry thing, you know? Streaming takes the right kind of person. I was listening to Trash Taste talk about uh, streaming and they're like, yeah, it takes a special kind of person to be able to stream with any kind of frequency. They're like, yeah, I stream for two to three hours and I'm just done. You know, I'm like, I guess I don't think about it that often. How long I can stream is more for me just a matter of whether I have something to do. And whether I feel awkward or interesting versus interesting, right? The main reason why I turn off a stream, it's rarely because I'm specifically tired or wouldn't stream longer. It's usually because I just feel weird. I'm like, I'm being boring right now. The runs just died or whatever, and, and so I just bail. Like people like Clint Stevens, who just kind of vanish for weeks and weeks on end. I, I don't know how they do that. Like, what would you do with your time? I just assume such people don't like streaming nearly as much as I do. Finn just spends his time playing games for fun without the stress of streaming. But I find streaming improves games. It makes games more enjoyable for me. Have I considered a streaming schedule? We talk about, we've talked about this many times before. Having a streaming schedule is not necessary for success, but it does have benefits in terms of generating an audience. I don't think I'd be able to keep to a streaming schedule. I have tried a few times over the years, but it's more that I think my stream is better when I'm ready, you know? Trying to force myself to stream at a particular time just leads to me being tired or producing shitty content. I'd rather produce good content that appears randomly on Twitch than produce bad content that happens at specific times. Especially considering all my content goes up to YouTube anyway. Uh, it's more important that I, I make good content for that reason, right? Because like, sure, you might miss a stream, but you'll eventually catch it on YouTube if you wanted to see it anyway. Why I didn't release my GTA 5 cutscene movie. Why did you cancel the cutscene movie after the footage was recorded? Uh, I discovered that the lip syncing of the characters is really, 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 really bad. I didn't want to have to go to the effort to fix it. And I wasn't happy, happy with the recording. I mean, maybe I'll do it again when I have a 3090 and I can um, use max anti-aliasing and stuff. Don't you think a cutscene movie would have been a bit scummy in terms of profiting off someone else's content? I mean, considering the game released seven, eight years ago, I'm gonna say no. So there's, there's kind of a... The degree to which something is scummy kind of depends on what it impacts. And I don't think a cutscene movie of 
GTA 5 for a company that's worth like tens of billions of dollars. It's so infinitesimally small that to care about it all seems like a complete waste of time. No one at this point is not buying GTA 5 and instead just watching a cutscene movie on YouTube. The people who'd be watching a cutscene movie that I would make are people who've already played the game, don't want to play through it again, but want to relive the, uh, the cutscenes in higher quality. People certainly treat things differently. Um, the difference between like using another YouTuber's content and using content from a multi-billion dollar company, it's just like, if you're spending your time worrying about the, the, the well-being of, you know, billion dollar companies, I think you're just wasting your time. They're doing fine. Would I add a watermark on my cutscene movie? No. I hate those channels that have put watermarks on their cutscene movies. Fuck them. The way that I would be doing a cutscene movie would take so much fucking effort in terms of lip syncing and, and, and whatnot. The cutscene movies that are on YouTube right now, low quality garbage, no efforts at lip, lip syncing. The quality of the actual footage is abysmal and it's got watermarks on it. So anyone who wanted to use a small clip is basically screwed. How would you lip sync an in-game or pre-rendered cutscene yourself by moving the words around on the timeline? Speeding up or slowing down footage? Will I ever stop doing chaos mod? When do you plan to stop making chaos? Presumably never. I guess when I stop enjoying it? It's just I always imagine I can change, if I, if I stop enjoying it, I can just change it ever so slightly or just wait longer for new stuff to come out. I suspect that I'll be playing Chaos all the way until I stop playing GTA 5. Might play it less frequently, who knows. It's not a big burden on my time. It might get to the point where the highlights aren't made. We've discussed that many t times. My sleeping schedule. Do you maintain a sleep schedule or do you just sleep when you like? What normally ends up happening is I'll get stuck working on something and I'll be like, I'm not going to bed until this is done. And I'll end up going to bed an hour later than I, know, than I did the previous day. And then that happened again and again and again until I'm going to bed at like 7 a.m. And then my sleeping pattern's completely screwed and then I have to actively work to get it back to normal. Like right now, uh, yesterday I went to bed at 6 p.m. and I woke up at like 3 a.m. today. And the next day I hope to move that by about an hour and wake up at 4 a.m. and then 5 a.m. and so on. Really makes me feel shit for the week or two when I'm doing that, but... Uh, I don't seem to be able to manage to keep a good sleeping pattern. Whether it be because of, you know, just not willing to stop something and go to bed or drinking too much soft drink, you know. Will I do more in real life streams? When will I do another plant buying stream? I promised Octavia. Don't know if they come around anymore, I haven't seen them in a while. I promised them that I'd buy a plant and name it after them and I never did. And they gave me like a hundred bucks worth of bits. Still feel bad about that, it was many, many, many months ago. Your in real life streams are great, but I don't think they'd be good if you did it a lot. So I think you're doing it right, even if people ask for it a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of in real life streams, no. I don't have a big reason to go anywhere or do anything. But the main reason I don't do in real life streams is because I don't have anyone to hold a camera. If I had you know, a friend who lived with me or a significant other or whatever, who would be willing to record me doing stuff, I would do tons more stuff. Like I joked in Watch Dogs 2, the, the playthrough, that I would uh, do a video where I would smash a toaster with a sledgehammer. I'd totally do that if I had someone to record it for me. You should see Jake and Bake. He uses a 
head-mounted camera for in real life streams, I would be way too self-conscious using a head-mounted camera. In real life streams contain with them like a, a bunch of annoyances, you know. And I'm not much for traveling and stuff, you know. I respect people who do that stuff, but it's not my thing. Why I very rarely make compilation videos. People often say you should make a compilation of all the times where you did X. See, the problem with making compilation videos is you have to go through a lot of footage to find all instances of something, right? Under normal circumstances, you're going through a particular chunk of footage, you know, six hours or whatever. But if you want to find all instances of something over the course of many, many months, you'd have to use the original footage or whatever, and you're looking at like, you know, just hundreds of hours of content. Certainly, you could skim through and look for particular missions where certain things happen and stuff. It depends on what you're making compilation of how easy it is, but it's, it's, it's not something you would normally spend the time doing. Like the return on time investment is not usually there for compilations. Twitter versus Instagram. How my smaller audience on Instagram is somehow still more active than my Twitter. So I uploaded my picture of me before my haircut to Instagram and my picture of me after my haircut to Instagram. Both got like 5,000 likes or hearts or whatever Instagram uses. I did the same thing on Twitter, which is a social media that I use constantly. And both only got 2,000 likes. So clearly, I should be using Instagram far more than Twitter. But I hate Instagram. I'm not a person who uses my phone a lot. And I have no, I have no idea why Facebook doesn't allow you to do more on Instagram on your PC. Sure, you can do the thing where you change your PC into a phone or whatever by pressing F12 or whatever, but it's not the same bloody thing. Instagram has a terrible layout. You'd have to assume it's because they, they don't want to risk, you know, cannibalizing themselves. Like they don't want to have Instagram compete with Facebook in some sense. But I prefer the, the actual sharing of information on Twitter. I like typing out stuff and I type funny stuff all the time on Twitter. People who don't follow me on Twitter are legitimately missing out. Once upon a time, whenever I went live on Twitch, I would take a picture of myself and put it on Instagram. Maybe I'll go back to doing that, taking random pictures of myself and putting it on Instagram when I go live. Now, clearly what I need to do is get a dog so I can do more with Instagram. Get myself a dog or a cat and then every day I'll take a picture of me and my dog or cat. Why not live stream on Instagram? Not only can I not do that because of my partner agreement, but also uh, Instagram's garbage. Instagram tends to tell people when someone who hasn't posted for a long time posts, oh, I see. What's the deal with airline food? I actually watched a video at one point that explained what the deal was with airline food. It was something to do with, at the higher altitudes, your taste buds are different. So when you're really high in the air, your taste buds work differently. So food tastes different. That and, so like the, the food doesn't taste the same and uh, with, with, the, with considerations of both cost and storage and whatnot, the combination of the three makes it very hard to make really good food in the air for long flights. Once it outs you, the combination of dry air and pressure change, uh, reduces our taste bud sensitivity. In fact, our perception of saltiness and sweetness drops by around 30% at high altitudes, according to a 2010 study at the German airline Lufthansa. Okay, cool. It sucks when you remember something, but you don't remember where you learnt it, and 
what level of justification you had at the time to believe it. Like, you'd assume, because you remembered it, you found it convincing at the time, but, you know. Doing collaborations with other streamers. Would I join any streamer for GT Online? Oh, absolutely. Th think about it this way, guys. How would you feel if you had to just randomly interact with a stranger, talk to them for prolonged periods of time while playing a particular game? It could be done, certainly, but you recognize the risk that you'd be running there, that you'd not have a personality that would drive with the other person, or that, uh, you know, you'd end up frustrated or something, but you'd still have to continue and stuff. Those risks with you and a stranger, it's the exact same with content creators. Liking a person, like I, I think Doug Doug seems, as I say, seems to be a good dude, seems like be like a person I'd like, uh, doesn't mean we necessarily drive if we did content together, you know? And for me, who hasn't done a lot of collaborations, the only collaborations I've done is when I got Clicks Philip to give me some lines for Pacifist. He said, he, he, in, in his emails, he said nothing. The only thing, so I sent him an email and said, hey, look, can you give me these lines and I can put them in my video. And all he sent me back was those lines in, a, in an audio recording. So cut to the chase, that man. I even asked him for a redo of one of the lines, but slower. And he just sent me back that line. Not, not a guy who, uh, what's the, what's the, Mince's words, uh, clicks Phillips. And then just, um, Modest Pelican, where I DM'd him on Twitter and asked him for some lines of pass as well. Beyond that, haven't collaborated with anyone. I'm sure, like, if I reached out to any of the other kind of GTA people who make online content and just said, hey, look, let's just play online or something <laughs> for an hour or two. I'm sure they'd say yes and I'd get a video out of it, but I don't know. I don't know about Bruffy. The sense I get from Bruffy is he's uh, kind of straight-laced. What we really should do is play something completely different. Like we, I, I should make the effort to get together a bunch of GTA people and we should all play Among Us. <laughs> Remembering the usernames of my viewers. One of the hardest parts about this job is uh, remembering everyone's names. And you feel like such a jerk when people treat you with kindness or even some, some form of generosity, and you forget their names. Or you have to look up and go, oh yeah, I remember this person, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just too many people, eventually. If I ever go to PAX again, presumably I will whenever COVID runs this course, it's gonna be terrible when I run into people and they're gonna be like, oh, I'm so-and-so from chat, and I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, no. I don't remember them, you know? And I hope people are just understanding and would be like, okay, yeah, they can't remember everyone's names. But more than this, it's it's very different seeing a word in chat and associating stuff with that word and being able to, you know, bring forth that name and associate with a face in real life. Very different thing. It's also why I get annoyed when people change the color of their names because I get used to a name looking a certain way and when it changes, it makes it harder to remember. I do my best, never doubt chat, never doubt. I do care, I don't know if that comes across. It's like being a teacher having to remember hundreds of names. Yeah, but I mean, it, at the very least, you get to interact with kids with some degree of frequency, and they do distinctive things that you can remember, and you have a face as well as a potential a name or whatever, and you see those names frequently, and those names fit into particular naming schemes, like, I, I have to remember Kapletzel974, right? And just the word. 
and things they've said. It's it's even it's it's infinitely more difficult. It is similar to what you say with a teacher, but it's just not. You don't have as much information to to form those memories. Misconceptions about GTA 5 story. I hate when people say that the entire story is because a man that cheated on the tennis guy. That's so not true. You can keep going back. As both Michael and Amanda agree, Amanda was faithful until Michael cheated on Amanda. So the only reason that Amanda cheated on Michael is because Michael cheated on Amanda. And the only reason why any of that shit went down at all is because Michael made the executive decision to betray Trevor and Brad and uh, bail on their lives and move to the city. The ultimate catalyst is still Michael. And certainly Michael didn't need to pull down some guy's house. Amanda isn't a good person, but I mean, Michael is clearly the worst person, given how many people he's killed and whatnot, you know? I've said before that Michael being mortgaged up to his eyeballs, clearly dissatisfied with his life, he was definitely going to get back into the game sooner or later. Pulling down that guy's house just accelerated things. Whether Franklin would have been involved or like you, you can totally, you can totally imagine this reality, where Franklin and Michael end up going for the drink that they planned to go to, go to um, before his boat got taken. Right? They go for that drink, they get drunk a bit. Michael reminisces about being, you know, a, a young guy in the game. He talks to Franklin about his life, and they're like, "Hey, man, you know what? Maybe do a, 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 a small score, you know, for old times. Maybe I can help you get, in, you know, improve your circumstance, get into the game or whatever." And then they set up something small, and and then they go from there, right? Michael realizing that he misses the game, gets back into it, and maybe just you know just dies in a heist or something. You know, who knows? The way Michael is presented as a character, it doesn't imply at all that he would have been happy for the rest of his life sitting on that armchair. At the, at the backyard listening to music. How much does a large Twitch raid help me? How many new people did you think you got from Doug Doug's raid? Doesn't matter. A raid or a shout out never hurts. Worrying about like, oh, did I get a hundred or ten? It doesn't matter. It's something that you just always appreciate. Even just a person who's willing to, you know, give that thought or consideration to another person. Especially a person as large as Doug Doug, it's, it's nice, you know. I try and do it sometimes too, you know. Did Mixer screw Ninja? Someone said that Ninja got screwed by Mixer? Are you crazy? I mean, certainly you could imagine reality that would have been preferable for Ninja, where Mixer was a booming success, ended up competing with Twitch. He was the biggest person on that platform. Microsoft put money into building his brand. He became the new star of a new amazing platform. But it's not like Mixer tried to fail. It's not like Mixer was working to not succeed to screw Ninja. Mixer's shutting down was far better than uh, the circumstance that Ninja found himself in, where he was stuck on a small platform that was going nowhere contractually obligated to stream there for upteenth more years. Had he finished his contract on Mixer, he would be much worse off for it. He would end up with the same amount of money, but he would have fewer viewers, his profile would be smaller. Mixer closing down, he got all the money from the contract and got to go back to a more successful platform uh, with even more viewers. And he also got the, the free media attention from when Mixer closed down, everyone started talking about Ninja again. I just don't know what's going on with Ninja right now, though, because for a while there, he seemed super committed to being 
the biggest and the best. But these days, I don't really think that seems to be the case. Ninja and taxation. Oh yeah, that clip where Ninja was complaining about paying half his money in taxes. That is such a glass half full kind of mentality. I only got paid $25 million for doing nothing. Ugh, terrible. Certainly, it depends on your outlook as to how taxes work in society and whether taxes are ultimately beneficial. Like, in my view, in no reality would Ninja have been able to get a contract for $50 million if taxation didn't exist as it did, if wealth redistribution didn't exist as it did. People wouldn't have as much disposable income, in my view. People wouldn't be spending as much money on Twitch, da-da-da. There would be less consumers in, to, in, the, in, the, in terms of um, paying subscribers and stuff for platforms like Twitch, absent taxation. Because one of the flaws of capitalism is wealth consolidation. And taxes slow down this consolidation of wealth by redistributing it. But of course, if you're not of this mindset, and Ninja might not be, he might view that 25 million as an entire, entirely a loss. Where this is just, just wasted money. He's like, oh man, I would have got that full 50 million if the government and taxation didn't exist. Oh, and I disagree with that. I remember once I asked my viewers, at your job, do you think you'd be getting more money if taxation didn't exist? And a surprising amount of people said yes. I was staggered. Considering it, the percentage changes, but on average, in most countries, it's only the top 50% of earners who pay any tax at all, once you include different tax credits and deductions and, 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 what, and whatever. But even the average earner, who's effectively paying nothing in tax or reaping more benefits in subsidies and public services, then they're paying in tax. Even they think, oh man, I'd be making so much more money if I had to, every road was a toll road, had to pay for, for GPS, the satellites and stuff, had to pay for every public service. Man, I'd be making so much more money. It, I, I don't know. I, I don't say that mindset. This could be a rant about taxation, but it makes sense to me as an individual to, within the rules that exist, attempt to limit your tax burden. Because obviously you have more trust in yourself that you're going to use that money in a way that you think is worthwhile than, the, than you think the government is going to, right? So, so you've, you've heard this before. Um, don't hate the player, hate the game. The people I dislike the most are those who have so much money that they can effectively write the tax code and they make the rules and then abuse those rules to avoid paying tax. It's one thing for you know, a person making X amount of money to go, hey, I can save money by giving money to my wife or whatever. I, I can pay less tax. It's another thing for a person with a billion dollars to bribe an official or lobby an official and get that written to the law so they can avoid paying tax by giving it uh, to their wife. It's don't hate the player, don't hate the game, hate the players who make the rules. 3070 benchmarks. 3070 benchmarks came out and it's really a completely identical to the 2080 Ti in gaming performance, maybe plus 2%. And what's its price? Uh, 2080 Ti was what, 1500 USD? And this will be what, 500 USD? That's some impressive value. Imagine moving from a 1070 to a 3070. We fucking ecstatic. Being recognized in public. Am I ever noticed in public? People do sometimes look at me weirdly when I'm in the supermarket. I assume it's because I'm wearing black shorts and a black tank top and a jumper. People are like, why is this guy? If this guy is cold enough to wear a jumper, why is he wearing a tank top? Why is he not wearing a shirt? And they'll never have the answers to those questions. My very existence when I go to the supermarket confuses people. But uh, 
Obviously, I don't normally go outside. I don't normally go places. I went to the supermarket today because I wanted to make myself um, burgers for breakfast, as you do. But I had no dishwashing liquid, so I couldn't clean my pan. And my pan was really shot anyway. So I went to the supermarket specifically to get a pan and some um, dishwasher detergent. And I got a bunch of it. So I basically, I didn't even get back. So I was walking out of the supermarket with a frying pan's worth of dishwashing detergent. How COVID has impacted me. What's the worst thing that's affected me because of COVID? I'd say packs. Packs being canceled was probably the most impactful thing. I don't see people very often or hang out with people. I don't have a circle of friends that I call and go to the movies with or go out for drinks or whatever. PAX is kind of the only thing a year where it's a place to meet a lot of new people and stuff. There's the occasional Twitch party as well, but I didn't go to a lot of those. And it's like the, the only time I travel or whatever, and I didn't get to do that this time. Of the four years where I've been kind of popular enough to justify going to Melbourne for PAX, I've only been able to go to 2017 and 2019. 2018 was Red Dead Redemption 2, and 2020, of course, was COVID. Like anyone else, I've experienced heaps of inconveniences because of COVID. But obviously, in terms of what job you want to have during an outbreak, I have one of the best ones. The inconveniences I've experienced uh, is nothing compared to what a lot of other people have experienced. So obviously, I don't complain about it, unless directly asked. How do I have my steak? How do I like my steak? Non-existent. Delicious when non-existent. Oh my god. No, I'm not a steak fan. Expensive steak is wasted on me. Does very expensive steak taste better than cheap steak? Yes. Do I care? No. Take me to some kind of a steak restaurant and I'll just order myself a burger or whatever. I like beef, but there's just something about steak. The texture, maybe, that uh, doesn't drive with me. Satire article about Red Dead Redemption 2 on next-gen consoles. I love this um, fake article today. Rockstar, Red Dead Redemption 2 will be even more tedious on next-gen consoles. With the original version of Red Dead Redemption 2, we set a new standard of what it means to be bored while playing a video game, said a Rockstar spokesperson in an extremely long repetitive visual press conference. But thanks to the exciting capabilities of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, players will be able to experience monotony more vividly than ever before. The company confirmed that the changes would go beyond simple graphic and graphical improvements with the goal of immersing players more deeply in the banality. We wanted to make we want to take the sluggish pacing of the original game and enhance it, bring players even more even closer to the hub, humdrum occurrences of their daily lives. For instance, many players complained that it takes several minutes for Arthur to dish up his soup and eat it every morning. Well, we heard you, and that's why we are pleased to announce a brand new feature. 45 minute meals, mandatory, three times a day. He's going to like this, I don't know. It's very funny. So true. Feeling fast. So I'm not eating today, guys. Why? Because I feel fat as fuck. Looking at images of my, uh, the stream of myself putting up those plates yesterday, I was like, man, I look fucking terrible. I've also got like, like, like bumps on my arms or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta exfoliate and take care of myself. You know, COVID isn't gonna be around forever. Eventually, I'm gonna have to go out into the world, and people are gonna have to see my disgusting body. And in preparation for that, I should care about myself a little bit, especially things that don't take more time out of my day. 
Whenever I think to myself, I could exercise, I think, or I could work on that project. <laughs> the absence of evidence being evidence of absence. The absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. It is, though. In any situation where you would expect evidence, and if there is none, that is evidence of absence. Or you could say the, I suppose you could say the lack of evidence isn't itself evidence. It's like if you want to postulate whether a living ball of flame sat on your couch and there is no evidence of any kind of flame marks or scorch marks or ash, that is evidence of the absence of a flame creature on your couch. What I do with my time off stream. Like I'm not kidding when I say any time that I'm not live, I am editing or doing something else in regards to managing footage or whatever between editors or whatever. It's, it, is, it isn't as though I've hired people to help me so that I can do less work. It's more that I've hired people so I can get more done. My interest in hiring others was not to lay back and do nothing. It was so that I could focus on the really important stuff and have people help me with the stuff that is more time consuming, you know? Ranging in its level of importance, but stuff that takes a long time. That would distract me from other stuff. You respect my work ethic is really easy to work hard when you're passionate about what you do. And when additional work actually has some tangible benefit to your life and what you output, right? It's like if you're working a nine to five, you got no real chance for advancement or you recognize the system you're in as a, it's just a matter of nepotism and whatnot, you know, putting in that extra effort is, uh, and no, like, and no one's gonna appreciate that. I mean, why would you do it? But yeah, for me, there's always something more I can be doing. And it's stressful sometimes, knowing that the job is never done. At the end of every single day, there is something more I could be doing, something more I could be working on. It's just a matter of the level of importance, the level of necessity. There's always projects that I want to do that I look at and go, it's not a good use of my time right now. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.